Welcome to the Chefin's Auction Talk podcast, hosted by me, Ed Mowbray. In this episode, we preview one of the most unique sales to come to the market in recent years. Why is Ripon Farm Services, one of the UK's top agriculture machinery dealers, enlisting Chefin's to help sell some of its second-hand stock? We get an insight into how success for Ripon has increased the pressures on holding large amounts of second-hand kit and why an auction holds an attractive dispersal route. We also have a look at some of the machinery that's up for grabs on sale day, and over 50% of it will be unreserved. First up, I spoke to Ripon's Group After Sales Manager, Richard Grayville, to understand the reasoning behind the sale. Thanks for joining us, Richard. Could you tell the listener a little bit about Ripon Farm Services? We are one of the largest agricultural dealerships in the country. Um, We have 14 branches and we cover an area geographically from the south of Newcastle all the way down to the Wash and across into Lancashire. We sell some major brands, obviously John Deere, Kramer, Coon and Albo, High Spec, Bailey Trailers, Ife Williams Trailers and several major other manufacturers. For the numbers, we're selling in excess of 400 new tractors, roughly between 100 new telehandlers, between two and 300 Bailey trailers, 1,200 to 1,300 Eiffel Williams trailers. That's on average probably three a day. Um, so, yeah, we've grown from probably Ripon Farm Services, used to turn over as its own company around about 50 million. Uh, it acquired RBM Agricultural, its neighbouring John Deere dealer in 2019, which added another roughly 40 million to the turnover. So that was putting it up to 90 million. Um, Pre-22 sort of turnover, we're looking at roughly around about 162 million. So we've grown dramatically um, by acquisitions, obviously, and the volume of business is increasing all the time. So just give me an idea of the used, mar- uh, the, sorry, the new market. What's it like at the moment? Uh, is there still a real big demand for new equipment? Yeah, the, the new market's very buoyant, um, with 27 salespeople who are obviously selling every day. Um, we've got quite a lot in the order bank, and it's just like a conveyor belt. We are selling new equipment all the time, so obviously we're taking tradings in, and it's just a vast volume of business we're doing. So just to give the listener an idea, we're stood in, in the middle of the Ripon Yard, um, which is the, the HQ for the, for the dealership, and we're stood in everything from um, an 8600 John Deere Forager to my right. Um, I'm stood in front of a, a Coon uh, feeder wagon, and we've got slurry kit and rollers and toppers. I'm now going to speak to Oliver Godfrey, a familiar voice to Auction Talk listeners. Oliver, you're part of the team putting the sale together here at Ripon. Why has auction been seen as the most attractive route to market? It's disposing of a huge amount of kit quite quickly. Um, whilst the sort, of, uh, the, the sort of retailer guys here do a fantastic job, it is just the volume of it. They can only sell so much in a day. Uh, the medium of auction allows us to achieve the best bid as quickly as possible. Private treaty, invariably the price either stays the same or goes down, whereas the joy of an auction is, in theory, the price only ever goes up. So we can dispose of a large amount of kit, clear the decks for them of selected machines that have been here too long, 
wrong or B, they just want to move on as quickly as possible. Uh, and it's just a very efficient and transparent way of disposing of kit very quickly. So what are interested buyers going to actually see at this sale then, Ollie? So this exciting sale, it includes about uh, just over 300 lots. We're looking at about 55 tractors, uh, 10 combine harvesters, about 14 telescopic loaders uh, in various sizes, about five forage harvesters. There's going to be probably in the region about 10 sort of UTVs, gators, RTVs uh, and things like that. There's an extensive range of grassland machinery, cultivation equipment, trailers, etc. Mowers, pedestrian, ride-on, you name it, is going in. But I say, keep an eye on the website. Uh, It will be a slight movable feast, um, but the website will be kept up to date. But yeah, there'll be certainly something for everybody. And Richard, just to really paint the picture, you know, this isn't you guys effectively selling up and ending business, is it? This This is born out of success that you're you're now at such a level that you're getting so many trade-ins and this is where this sales come from yeah absolutely and it's just the volume um it's just like i say a conveyor belt we are taking trade-ins in every day new machines are being delivered trade-ins are coming in and it's just the fear of volume to to actually move in one go um it's timeliness it's moving kit with lorries it's obviously the new uh, export rules, phytosanitary, such like that, which we can do and we've completed. But, for example, we're taking probably two and a half trade-ins per new sale. It's just, just the actual, like we're saying, the volume. So we just need to, obviously, dispose of some kit and, and clear the yard, have a fresh start for 23 and, and crack on, really. And just this isn't the full uh, roster, I suppose, of uh, used equipment that you have, is it? No, it's probably only probably around about 35, 40% of the used equipment we have. Like I say, we're, we're still in business. We're doing business every day. Um, we've got quite a large order bank of new tractors coming. We've been very successful in combines. I think we're the number one John Deere combine dealer in the country at the moment in new units coming. Um, so, yeah, uh, stuff's coming in all the time. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's probably 30, 35% of our used equipment stock. So it's no secret that uh, manufacturers are looking for their dealerships to become bigger, uh, multi-depot dealers, um, and this is really regardless of what colour you choose to buy. So do you think that these types of sales, I mean, you're obviously a pioneer really in, in choosing to disperse of second-hand machinery this way, but do you think these types of sales will become more common in the future? I think it will be because the volume of business we're doing as dealerships get larger in scale, there's going to be more trade-ins, more used equipment to dispose of, and it's just physically having the uh, sort of number of people to actually dispose and, and, and do the job that it's, it just needs to be probably an annual event now. And finally then, the, the implications, I suppose, of having all of this machinery sat around, there's going to be logistical and space implications, but once you sell this machinery off, what will this allow you to do as a dealership? Just allow us really to more focus on prepping the quality used equipment, advertising it, marketing it and reinvesting in the business. Like any business, we've, we've made considerable investments, built a new purpose-built branch at our Malton Depot. We've just acquired FG Adamson, a turf business, uh, which is two branches, one in Swanland at Hull and one in uh, near Lincoln. And yeah, just progression of our business and, and reinvesting. To understand the uniqueness of this sale, has a dealer dispersal like this happened in the past, Ollie? 
We have had similar, I mean, for different reasons, really. Uh, the previous ones we've done, whilst they've been very successful, the reason for them has been moving premises. This is, this is different. This, again, as we alluded to earlier on, this sale is born out of success of a business and the accumulation of used kits. So we're, we're trying to thin the stock levels down. Um, but, yeah, basically, it's, it's not really been done before. Yeah, I guess from their point of view, it's quite a commercially attractive option, isn't it? You know, they, they have one day where they just turn up, they get all their kit together and you guys come and do the work for them and have done a lot of work in, in the lead up to it as well, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and Rich and his team have been through uh, their inventory and identified machines um, that need to go to auction. There's certain machines that they'll retain in their stock levels to retail out, but they've identified some brands and makes and machines that you know need to go to auction uh, and just be moved on. So as I mentioned to Richard earlier, that the growth, I suppose, in the in the, the big multi-dealer depots, um, you know, do you see these sorts of sales becoming more common in the future? I think so. I think um, Ripon uh, Farm Services, the business as a whole, are very progressive, very dynamic, um, and I think you know it, they've taken a bit of a, a leap of faith because this is unknown. Um, sort of uncharted waters if you like but it's a very educated decision the machinery trade is very good um the, the problem with getting bigger and bigger and bigger is doing more and more business um and some of this kit takes up an awful lot of room um so i think um in the future you know i, I think yes i think it will become commonplace Richard, how long does it take to put one of these sales together and sort of when did you sort of have the idea and contact Cheffins about it? We know Ollie very well with uh, using Cheffins on their monthly sales and then Bill King, obviously. Um, so, yeah, we've been discussing it uh, briefly and several discussions probably in the range of six months ago, really, um, and obviously looking at our stock levels, looking at stock, looking at auctions, what prices machines are fetching, Um and then down at the monthly sale in November, uh, I spoke to Ollie, and then obviously we got together and had a couple of meetings, and, yep, yeah, we've decided to do it, and it's all uh, action go, really, moving forward. So logistically, we're probably looking at doing it in the time scale of probably we started preparing in early January, really, to be honest. So, yeah, that's where we're at. And I guess for you and the guys, it's quite a challenge to get everything from sort of individual depots back to your main depot? Yeah, it's, uh, it's quite a challenge, yep. Uh, we've got a good team of guys uh, in the yard at Ripon, obviously, and at the other branches. Uh, we've got our own lorries, we've got some additional transport helping, so yeah, it's a fair big job, really. And from your side, Ollie, what's, what's the sort of main challenges you've got for this sale? Uh, so it's just making sure that everything's captured, people know what's coming. Uh, we take a lot of pride in making sure uh, kid is photographed, described well, people know uh, what is coming up in the sale. I mean, this is a bit of a movable feast. The guys will sell some stuff and they'll take some more trade in. So, you know, we would advise people to keep an eye on our website. That's key because that would be the most up-to-date reference points for the sale. Um, from our point of view, it's giving that confidence to a buyer that can buy something and not necessarily need to turn up to the sale. Um, and I think, you know, and the Ripon guys, they basically they, they present the kit right, uh, they'll put it in line, we'll photograph it, we'll make sure it's catalogued, described right, uh, and just give that confidence to the buyer, really. So now we're stood in amongst, I don't know, must be 50 to 60 tractors, something like that. Richard, am I right in saying that? Yeah, yeah, around there, yeah. Uh, they keep coming and going, yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, it's an endless conveyor belt, but yeah, probably around about 60 tractors. And obviously a lot of them are going in the sale. There'll be a vast range from a 2022 6175R to a 
E27N Fords and vintage tractors. So, yeah, the vast range, 6,000 series John Deere's, uh, 30 series, 20 series, 10 series, 6Rs, um, 7R, um, and then obviously New Holland tractors, Massey Ferguson, uh, Challenger, Cat Challenger tractors, um, a Deutsch Far, some Valtras. Yeah, there's a vast range, really. And from your perspective, Ollie, this is this is really a, a sort of smorgasbord, I suppose, of tractors, isn't it? But it really does, as Richard said, cater for, for all the types of buyers that you've got both in this country and abroad. Yeah, and I think that's the beauty of the sale is the diversity of it. You've got uh, tractors with a bit of age whilst they're well presented, all the way up to newer kit as well as machinery, loaders, combines, foragers, um, and coupled with both uh, Rip and Farm Services data, uh, purchase database and ours, uh, we offer a huge buying power in terms of uh, and the diversity of the sale is, is very attractive so guys what's your picks then on the tractor front what's what are you interested to see which tractor makes what um obviously the john Deere's, but um i mean there's a very young new holland t6155 going in the sale 2021 uh done roughly around about just under 500 hours very very clean so it'd be interesting to see where that really ends up and ollie yourself yeah, just everything really. Um, I mean, Richard alluded to it. We've got some vintage as well as sort of almost some emerging classics in some of the sort of 10 and 20 and 30 series John Deere's. There's always a lot of interest in those uh, all the way up to the R series. I just think, you know, it's exciting because of the diversity. And as an auctioneer, it's nice to offer such a varying um, amount of lots, really. So we've now moved from the tractor just down and there's a, a lone forager sat on the edge of the, uh, the tractor crop. Um, Richard, can you tell us a little bit about this one? Where did this one come from? Um, yeah, this is a, a John Deere 8600 Forager that we traded in in 2019. This is going in the auction. It came from a local contractor, a good home. Um, it's roughly done just under 1,500 engine hours, around about 1,000 cutting hours. Um, harvest lab, KP, uh, grass pickup. Yep, very tidy machine, and that'll be offered in the sale. And Ollie sort of pre-sale estimate for this one is it <laughs> Richard's walking away as I say that <laughs> uh, who knows but I mean what I would say is on on the sale as well they having had the conversations with Richard a lot of the items or uh, there's quite a few of them will just be put in to sell um, and they are very much here to do business they uh, this isn't a valuation exercise they very much want to sell this kit this is why we're here uh, they don't want to move it all and, and put an extortionate reserve on it or anything else like that so um, having you know they, they, you know, Richard and his team are making all the right noises they are very much here to do business and they want to move on a lot of this stock definitely. Yeah, and you did mention earlier that some of the kit will actually be unreserved as well, Rich, is that correct? Yep, probably yeah, 50% of the machinery will be unreserved and uh, a lot of the tractors will be realistic reserved to sell. Like we say, like Ollie said, we're putting this auction on, we're going through a lot of effort and time, obviously Cheffins are, and we're looking to be successful and uh, have a good sale and sell quite a lot of the kits. So, yep, looking good. And when's the sale happening? So the sale is happening on Thursday the 30th of March. Uh, we're going to kick the sale off uh, at 9 o'clock in the morning. Uh, there is a viewing day, uh, which will be on the, the day before, on the Wednesday. So that'll be viewing 10 till 4. Uh, it's worth mentioning that the sale will be just one ring. As I say, kicking off at 9 o'clock in the morning. Uh, starting at lot 1, it'll be one ring going all the way through. And that's it for episode 3 of Auction Talk. If you liked it, don't forget to like and subscribe to be notified of future episodes. Until next time, goodbye.